Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a great start to your Thursday. Obviously, you can find the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the uh, obviously the Daily Hammer, all a part of the Battery Power Podcast Network, free on all platforms, regardless of where you listen. That's where we will be for free. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. As always, we certainly thank you for your support here early in the season. You can also find us at BatteryPower.com and at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So going into Wednesday, the Braves were hoping to ride the momentum of the offensive eruption that they had been waiting on that came Tuesday night. Let's reset the scene a bit. Obviously, Sunday into Monday, the Braves struggled on the mound. Both Ian Anderson and Waskar Yanoa could not find their effectiveness that led to them getting into trouble. The Braves getting down by significant margins early, and the Braves offense just couldn't put together the runs that it needed to to be able to come back. But then coming into Tuesday, the Braves had Bryce Elder on the mound making his Major League debut. He looked outstanding for most of his start. The Braves scored 16 overall runs, so many of us were hoping that you know many of the early season indications that showed that the Braves offense was doing what it needed to do it finally came to fruition on Tuesday and that would hopefully lead to a good stretch of good offensive production. So we go from Tuesday, winning in Bryce Elder's debut, scoring 16 runs. The feeling was, and that's why I mentioned it on yesterday's show, the feeling was was that with Max Fried on the mound, the Braves again offense coming off a great performance, you would have a great setup for the Braves to win the series against the Nationals and end their opening season homestand with a winning record before they went out on the West Coast. And unfortunately, it just did not work out. And once again, it had a lot to do with bad luck. Yes, it certainly did have a lot to do with the Braves offense not capitalizing on opportunities, but it, it just simply is 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 early season things not working out, for lack of a better way of putting it. And you don't want to leave it at that, but that just, in a lot of situations right now, is what is occurring. Max Freed looked fine for most of his start. He ran into some early trouble once again as the Braves went down two to nothing. But after that, Max Freed looked pretty decent for most of his start. Unfortunately, in the sixth inning, he got hit with a comebacker. He eventually wound up leaving in that inning. He is fine. We'll hear from Max Freed a bit later on in this episode. But overall, Max Freed wasn't dominant, but he certainly pitched well enough to put the Braves in a position to win. It's just that the 
the Braves offense, number one, they didn't have a lot of opportunities to capitalize off of. But when they did, once again, they ran into some bad luck. I put three of the hardest, three of the five hardest hit balls of the day were by the Braves all leading to outs. There was one stretch where Matt Olson hit a, I know the ball went 104 miles per hour exit velocity, had a expected batting average of 590. It led to a double play. Marcelo Zuna right after that hit a ball in play that had an expected batting average of 760. It led to an out. And the thing overall is this, is that again, I know we don't, it's not, it's not the best to keep saying the Braves run into bad luck. Yes, they likely could produce more opportunities. And, and one thing, I you certainly don't want to take credit away from Josiah Gray, the young right-hander from the Washington Nationals, but early in his career, his numbers against the Braves are far better than it is against the rest of the league. So he certainly was a very tough opponent yesterday. But it really does come down to that right now, in the small sample size at the start of the season that we're seeing, right now things are just not falling into play. There legitimately is a bit of bad luck for the Braves because when you look at the numbers, this offense is doing exactly what it needs to do. Right now, through seven games into the season, the Braves are top five in the in the majors in hard hit percentage. They're top five in barrel percentage. They're top five in um, exit velocity. They're top five in walks. So this team is doing exactly what it needs to do to be productive on offense, to create chances for them to score. It's just unfortunately right now, the balls are either going right to opposing fielders, or unfortunately, they're going right out on the warning track and being caught. They're not getting into gaps. So a lot of it is, in terms of what the Braves offense can control, the numbers suggest they are doing what they need to do to produce positive results. It's just unfortunately right now, the results of their efforts are not where they need to be to win ball games. So obviously, at the very least, this homestand, while the results certainly were not there, the efforts definitely are. And you have to put faith in the fact that if the Braves offense continues to do what they need to do near the top of the league, the results will eventually follow and so will wins. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Wednesday was obviously the first day game of the season for the Braves outside of the normal day games on Sunday that you know all major league teams usually have. And one of the reasons why that is is because, as we've known, the Braves are in the midst of a stretch of 14 games to start the season. They obviously had an early game yesterday in order for them to have enough comfortable travel time as they begin their West Coast swing tonight. But besides what happened on the field, a bit of off the field news as well, something that we all had expected, certainly not something that's positive, of course, was the update on Luke Jackson that he did undergo what basically came to Tommy John surgery to repair the damage to his UCL. Obviously, with Tommy John surgery surgery occurring for Luke Jackson, that is going to make it to where he's not going to be available for the 2022 season. Likely is going to impact his availability to start the 2023 season. But at the end of the day, the main thing is, is the health of Luke Jackson. Hopefully, this is exactly what needed to occur. He can get on the road to recovery and everything will go smoothly as possible. So certainly want to wish the best to Luke Jackson in his road to recovery. Now, of course, that was an injury update off the field. On the field, as I mentioned in the first segment of the show, Max Free did experience a comebacker to the mound that hit him in the hamstring. He was able to stay in the game after getting hit by the line drive, then gave up single two, two more singles, basically, that then re- resulted in him being removed from the game. Max Reed, after the game, talked about how, though he initially wanted to stay in, his hamstring did get a little bit tight, he talked about not only how he felt that he does expect to make his next start, but also how the Braves right now are balancing Obviously, the celebration of what happened in 2021 while making sure to remain focused on 2022. Dealing with it for the first time, uh, you obviously want to celebrate everything that's going on, but at the same time, try to balance that. You know, it's 2022, and these games still count towards the season. So, I think this road trip is going to be really big, big for us to kind of turn that page and you know leave everything that's happened in the past and kind of have a have a really good road trip. Kind of return to normalcy a little bit, or yeah, yeah. You said you dealt with this in the past. Are you talking about? The hamstring? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They come back, yeah. Um, what did you feel there? I mean... Uh, to be honest, when it first happened, I didn't really feel anything. And then kind of the, the stinging and it just kind of tightened up on me the more that it you know, kind of hung around. It just caught me right in, right in a good spot, right in the muscle. And uh, I know that after I tried to you know, go back up home, they said they didn't like the way that I, I looked. And they just wanted to be cautious and take me out before anything. Serious if you know you look six days from now, or whatever, do you expect to make that start? Yeah, I have no, I, yeah. no. The, my expectation is to make my start. Did you feel like you were sort of hobbling when you ran at home? Uh, 
I definitely could tell that it was I was I was favoring it a little. Um, at the same time, I knew that it was it was starting to tighten up. And the last thing I wanted to do was break out into a full sprint and then pull something. So um, I understand the the reasoning behind it, and it, I definitely knew that as soon as I was going to be in the dugout, I was going to tighten up enough, and probably it was going to be tough to make it back out for the next inning. What have you thought of working with Manny? So the Braves are now seven games into their season, and they stand at three and four as they embark on their first road trip of the season, which will take them out on the West Coast to face both the Padres and the Dodgers. And let's be honest, at the end of the day, starting off the season against the Reds and the Nationals, two teams that the Braves clearly are more talented on than paper, starting off three and four is less than ideal. There certainly was some bad luck, but there were also some missed opportunities, some struggles from the starting staff and the bullpen, and basically some inconsistencies from the offense. Things that you certainly hope the Braves will be able to right the ship on as they start off this West Coast road trip in San Diego. But as we also mentioned, the Braves offense is doing the things that it needs to do to produce positive results. It just simply needs to start running, it needs to stop running into a bit of bad luck and getting the respected results of its effort on a game-to-game basis. The Braves do have two very good starts in a row that they can build off of in Bryce Elder and Max Freed to end their homestand. And they also have co-ace Charlie Morton on the mound tonight against the San Diego Padres. The Braves will begin an eight-game road trip, and after this, that's when they will be able to have a day off. Four games in San Diego, then four games in Los Angeles. And one positive from this game in, uh, from this four-game series in San Diego that will take us through the weekend is you have to feel pretty confident about the starting pitching matchups on the Braves' end. Tonight, it'll be Charlie Morton versus Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove's a very, very good pitcher. Had a breakout season last year for the Padres, but you have to feel confident in Charlie Morton's ability, especially in a park that favors pitchers like Petco Park. And then on Friday, it'll be Kyle Wright versus an undetermined starter as of yet for the San Diego Padres. Saturday, it'll be Ian Anderson versus Nick Martinez. And then it'll set up for a Sunday matchup of Waskar Yanoa versus Yu Darvish. So in at least two and, and possibly three of these matchups, especially the first three games of this series, if you're a Braves fan, you have to feel pretty confident that the Braves starting pitching will be able to do what it needs to do to at least put the offense in a position to win. Now, let's be honest. The Braves have not had the best of luck on the road in San Diego in recent years. They did right the ship a bit last year towards the end of the season. If it seems like it has not been that long since the Braves have had this type of road trip where they went to San Diego and went to L.A., it's because that's exactly what they did as they were secure curing first place in the NL East to end the 2021 regular season. We turn right around and that's how we start the 2022 regular season. But the Braves certainly have to hope that the efforts that they're showing on offense will lead to the needed results that will allow for them to score runs, especially early in games, to support their starting pitching. They also have to hope that a few games by the bullpen, a few good games in a row by the bullpen, will certainly matter as well. It seems like the pitching is starting to find 
its groove a bit. Charlie Morton should hopefully continue to extend that, and if the Braves can finally put together some runs, they can continue to make hard contact, and some of the balls that are leading to outs right now eventually lead to hits. You have to feel good about the Braves' chances going into this series against San Diego, though San Diego even without Fernando Tatis Jr., is still a more than formidable opponent for the Braves to be able to contend with. But if the Braves simply continue to put forth the efforts that they are doing, the results should follow in time. And I know that it seemed like I was at a loss for words at times in the first segment of the show, but that's just what a small sample size does at times. It does not result in the... It does not lead to the results that your efforts should yield. If the Braves simply continue to make hard contact, remain patient at the plate, those are some encouraging efforts that should eventually lead to some reliable results and some wins. So obviously, though the Braves' homestand did not start out as expected, it's nice to have Charlie Morton on the mound. Hopefully he can lead to a win for the Braves tonight. Kyle Wright can put together another very good start tomorrow night, and the Braves can head into the weekend feeling good as they finish up in San Diego before they before next week, which will lead to a huge start of the year series in L.A., against the Dodgers. Of course, we can't thank you enough for listening to the Daily Hammer, the daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. Of course, the Battery Power Podcast Network offers the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, all a part of the Battery Power Podcast Network at BatteryPower.com and at Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media. You can find us free on any podcast platform you choose to listen to. Also, make sure you subscribe to get all the latest coverage when it comes to the Braves this start to the season. Can't thank you enough for joining us. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Hope you have a great day. Go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. 